Right guys, welcome back to Unplugged Health Series. Uh, Ollie and I, um, obviously we've been chatting and looking at comments and feedback and I think we're talking circadian rhythms. Yeah, so it wasn't necessarily that someone said about circadian rhythm, it was more about energy through the day, sleep. Yeah. And I think we've touched on sleep a few times, so it's good for us to revisit it because I think the first time we've done a sleep episode was when we first started and that's like yeah. two years and ago we got now. some good feedback of that but but circadian rhythm sleep is a big part of circadian rhythm yeah but i don't know if many people understand what circadian rhythm really what we're referring to as circadian rhythm yeah so we have we talk about body clock yeah. um circadian now i'm gonna circa so, someone's been circa doing, means someone's around, been doing some reading and dm means day so around a day it's yeah. our natural body clock of how it gets energy throughout the day how like we rise and fall with, with the actual light now um one of the things looking at some studies and, and things like that over the last week is that our natural body clock is 24.2 hours so it's actually 24 hours to 12 minutes oh, I didn't, I haven't read so that, yeah. if we don't rise and fall and charge with the sun basically the actual body has to absorb 12 minutes every day okay. so that's where the sun rises the sun falls we have to rise and fall with the day now if we don't absorb that because of stress blue light and all these sorts of things then the body takes a hit and we get out of sync so if we get out of sync five days in a row we're an hour out of sync and that's yeah. where we naturally get some form of jet lag so you might find with people that they're all right to be up late one night and two nights it gets worse, and three nights it gets worse, and then people that are out of, out of sync for like 10, 15, 20 days, they just find their body clock is completely shot. Well, I, I can relate to that. I've experienced that. I'm sure many people have this, oh, that yeah. to the point where life is throwing all sorts of curveballs and get to the point of saying, you know, it's like perhaps two or three hours before your normal time you'd normally go to bed, and it's just like, I'm shut. I just, I can't, my brain's switching off. I've just got to go. And you have that big, that big catch up. Yeah. Where you just get to the point of going, I just can't function. Uh, and it's that accumulative effect. But the trouble with circadian rhythms is that um, we don't, op we're not operating as per the, the sun and the moon. Well, yeah. And that, that was one of the interesting things in, in the studies that shows that if you went and lived like in a hypothetical sense, if you went and lived on a campsite, with no false light or anything like that, you literally spent a day or two, so two days um, rising and falling with the natural sun, you had campfire and everything like that, you would actually realign your circadian rhythm for a few weeks on end, just from those two days. Do you think we know what our real natural circadian rhythm state is? I'm sure none of us probably ever really truly experienced that. I know like the researchers of like the, the primitive cultures, who, who are the closest, still living, but are the closest to, to analyze. And a lot of them within um, certain northern hemispheres would, would retire and go to sleep as the, as the light drops, but then in the middle of winter would actually be productive again during the night and then go and then sleep again. Whereas in the summer, they wouldn't do that. They would work and be active through until the night and then just sleep through. And that would just a natural observation that they were more in tune with a, a rhythm of nature 
But we're so out of we're so out of tune really with out the of rhythm sync. of nature. Yeah, and I think as well that um, the more stress our lives throw at us, the harder it is to stay switched on during the day. And then certain things we do, which like when we have caffeine, is caffeine has a what five six hour half life. Yeah, and then melatonin gets produced. Melatonin being um, a sleep hormone, um, it gets produced over a course of five hours. So if we break that melatonin production, so say from like 5 to 10 p.m. with false light and there's some caffeine still in our system from our coffee at 3 p.m., we're going to have problems with sleep. Yeah, going on from one of our podcasts, which we did caffeine and we, we spoke about the half-life and that that's one thing which has stuck with me. So I generally don't have any caffeine drink, ideally in the afternoon. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm one of those classics where it's like I can have a coffee, caffeine coffee, and go and and, and seemingly you know go to sleep and sleep sleep all through the night, no problem. But when you understand the physiology of that, um, that doesn't mean you're getting quality. Yeah, just because your eyes are eyes, are, and this, this yeah. is the same when people have sleeping pills. Um, I know that there's people that, and when I was like 27, I went to the doctors and couldn't sleep. He gave me Zopiclone. Yeah. and said have it two weeks and it, like on the trot what uh, and but that doesn't give you restorative sleep it basically just knocks you out yeah and that, I mean that's the thing is, is if you if you understand the rhythm and you get away from the concept of um, sleep or oversleeping or undersleeping and that that's the problem and look at the rhythm so take circadian rhythm to, to a greater thing you're just your your natural rhythm of life what's out for you to then break sleep. So if your problem is sleep, then you're going to get prescribed a sleeping tablet. For the symptom. To get, to get you to sleep. Um, but there's, there's, that doesn't mean sleep is actually the problem. No, and that's where, again, looking at circadian rhythm, um, some of the other things that um, we can do, like how can we improve our circadian rhythm? Basically, the body likes structure, the body likes routine. Yeah. So getting up at the same time, sleeping at the same time, eating at the same time. And pe- people don't always do that, especially like weekends come into play. And people are waking up later, they're going to bed later because they don't have to get up that time. But I think it's also like I get up within the same hour every day. Yeah, I was reading something the other day which suggested if you have a, for whatever reason, you might have a later night or socializing um, their suggestion was to wake up and get up the next day at your normal time as opposed to having that but if you are doing that nine times in a row if you do it once on that tenth day it shouldn't make that much difference it's the majority of the time yeah yeah um, but if if the body is doing Monday to Friday then two days Monday to Friday two days that's not necessarily going to be the majority time um, because of just the routine it gets into and the same with, with meals as well. Like having your meals at the same time, your body releases insulin um, based on your circadian rhythm, digestive enzymes based on your circadian rhythm. And I've seen people, literally like people struggle to lose weight, improve their circadian rhythm and drop weight. Not change anything what they eat, yeah. just their times, their consistency with sleep. And I've, seen that, I've seen that a lot with the consistency of sleep with the the meal times you know afternoon evening meal mm-hmm. or the the late snacking because of just its direct relationship with cortisol and oh yeah and, and um, seen that seen that a lot with with 
the meal times or, or even to the to the to the point of what you're eating later at night versus uh, and that part of that sleep preparation which we've spoken before yeah and when, when we are out, out of sync of our circadian rhythm like again there's there's some evidence that shows that eating when we're most active is when we're actually going to digest it better because yeah. the enzymes the mo- like mo- gut motility um and like when, when we're actually least active the chances are there's going to be problems with um lectin production uh which um lectin leptin uh production which is uh the satiety yeah hormones. so and ghrelin as well opposite of ghrelin yeah i always think of the great ghrelin sounds like gremlin yeah I mean, your belly's rumbling. Yeah, <laughs> turn into that gremlin. You're hungry. Yeah. Um, so, what about exercise and and circadian rhythm? Because a lot of people also um, will, you know, be up work and then they go to the gym on the way home, or they even get in home and then they rest and then they're doing some exercise. You know, eight nine o'clock at night. Again, like I've previously, when I was more personal trainer, I would say, oh, get exercise in the time you can because it shows you're going to do it. But if I look at someone's overall stress load, they're not having good sleep, they're stressed out at work, they're stressed out at home, there's a history of medical side of things, even if they're overweight, and if they can't work out early, I would probably say we sort out your routine before we had workouts in. Yeah, that because makes sense. Like once we sort out their routine, getting up half an hour earlier to go for a walk is so much easier. So keeping active through the day, because we know and we've spoken about exercise releases cortisol and our blood glucose goes up we have to be able to regulate after that yeah and if you've had a if you've been hammered through the day and you're stressed and that to then almost find additional reserves to then push the body even more is just driving you further into that stress response and i suppose we can choose the different type of exercise yeah. you could go for a walk um you could do some yoga pilates like, and don't do it to the form of high pressure but also as well, we have to then think if we're exercising at 8 p.m. at night or 9 p.m. at night, the gyms aren't dull, dimly lit places. Yeah. And then you've got the travel home, driving in a car, yeah. all these things that we have to throw into the mix. The same with eating as well. Like Then you're going to have a meal afterwards. Like When are you going to eat? How is that going to work with your circadian rhythm? And everyone's different. I like to eat before bed, but I have some clients that can't eat within three hours before bed if not that impacts their sleep. Yeah. And I think also the, the important thing to highlight is what people's uh, interpretation of stress is. So stress for some people will be, oh, yeah, no, if I had a busy day, it's stress and the boss has been at me and I've got a deadline and that. But as you say, like within the gym, you know, stress can also be artificial light. It can be, um, you know, audio, audio stress, anything which is going to heighten the sensitivity from a chiropractic perspective, we will always look at the nervous system. So mm-hmm. anything which is going to waken the nervous system so that stimulating flight or fright, um, um, so whether it's a video game, a TV, um, a computer, anything which is going to stimulate and, and increase activity is a stress. Yeah. Anything which relates us to, to slow our heart rate, slower our, our rhythm, get us to breathe deeper and that is, is moving us more into that rest and recharge. So that sleep preparation element starts way before it's like on our time to go to bed. Yeah, and also... So stress doesn't have to be the, an argument with, with someone or, you know, it's, I'm stuck in traffic stress, you know, I'm wound up stress. It, it can, yeah. Anything that stimulates the, 
the the body from a um, from a an, moving us more towards being awake and alert and being ready for action. It's like physiological, psychological, environmental. Yeah. But also as well, like this isn't to say that we're like party poopers where like we say like no TV or anything like that. It's what is the environment we can actually, what can we do to adapt to make it better? And first off, like the way we wake up has been shown to impact how much light we need in the evening. Right. So when people say like, um, and I used to be really bad for I'd have to have like a light like this on and then people would have a lamp on and say oh it's not well, not through enough. the night not through the night like not like being scared of the dark or anything like the, under the gremlins under the bed um, but I just wouldn't feel like I'd have to have that on to it just would be too dark now if we wake up closer to sunrise and get light exposure so not with sunglasses not through a window as such but actually be outside in the light even in um, duller weather it's still going to be brighter than being indoors but if we can charge up with the actual sun rising so within the first hour or get our heart rate up that sort of thing um, what can we do in the evenings now one of the things that we've been doing at home is that we'll have um, the rock salt the Himalayan pink Himalayan rock salt lamps uh, salt lamps and we've got like two or three of them downstairs and we've got a couple of other lamps is that after dinner like they're on you know, normal lights are on until dinner then we'll switch one of these lamps off every 15 minutes and you just wait and see like do you regulate with that because your body adapts like, yeah. your, your pupils let in more light or don't uh, stop letting in the light and when you get to the point where you are comfortable or getting uncomfortable you just keep that last one on uh, another thing that we do as well is that okay, like we know blue light exposure can switch on the brain cells and the brain thinks it's um, it's the, the daytime. So blue light, if anyone didn't know, is like the false light we're getting from computers, uh, from TVs, from our phones. There are filters, but still the brightness of the light will let out some um, there, stimulating there is, effects. I was reading the other day, there's even a reference point uh, where they suggested that, so um, some people will have they get up in the middle of the night, go to the toilet, yep. and they go through, and it's pitch black, so as they go in, they switch on the light, so you Boom. get bang, a bright light, and then go to the loo, come back, and they reckon that that's quite a significant um, pattern interrupter into your sleep cycles. Oh, massively. So some people go, yeah, I'll go back to bed, but actually it's disrupted that whole natural rhythm of, of each cycle, um, just because there's been a sudden big bombardment of light, and that's what I mean by that stress element, and that's a direct thing there. The light forces hits your body the eyes, to change quickly. Hits the pineal gland. It changes your your circadian rhythm. It gives it a false sound of a little burst of that. Hey, actually, you suddenly just had a bit of, of of light, and now you're going back into dark. And that can be enough to set off a, a cortisol spike. Oh, massively. And well, then that just throws out the whole that. the whole quality of sleep. So people are then waking up, but for, especially for some who are going to get, getting up and going to lose, you know, three four times in the night. You're getting this, these bursts all the through. But you've already usually got a cortisol spike to wake you up already, so you're making it even higher. Yeah, um, which is pretty nasty with that. But also, um, now I'm not so, advocating then you necessarily get up, go and have a pee, especially guys in the middle of the in dark. Yeah. 
So one of the might things might get yourself like, a huge amount of trouble in most streets in the yeah. morning. <laughs> you know, but but some people will have dull, the dull light in the in the hallway, which is yeah. there the whole time. So you're not suddenly getting that from nothing to bang, which which really suddenly shocks the the nervous. Well, one system. of the things is like having a salt lamp on the landing just dull, so you yeah. can't see it in the bedroom. But when you, you want to go to the toilet or things like the watch, when you switch this on airplane mode, it doesn't have a white light on the torch; it has a red light. So when that's on airplane mode, so you can actually walk around and you've got a light on your wrist. But um, so switching the lights to as dull as you can in the evening is going to be beneficial, but also um, recognizing that even on your phone, like having a switch off time for your phone and switching your phone down dull. Um, But also there's, um, there were some studies into body clocks and it was done on flies and I don't know what they done with them, but they put some kind of formula that glowed up. And they realized that every part of the fly had a, its own body clock. So our organs, like kidneys, liver, hearts, yeah. uh, they all have their own body clock. Uh, but they do have a master clock. And that master clock is in the hypothalamus in the brain. And that is the one most sensitive to light exposure. But also um, your gut yeah, that's what has its body here. clock. And that's more regulated by the timing of your food. And um, and what they also so we like to think that we're in control, but there's studies also suggested that your basic body clock is governed by your gut bacteria. Yeah. So you got to look when you, when you look when you right? look at circadian rhythm, you have to look at the gut brain bar, uh, gut brain connection. And when you're uh, and so what they found also, I mean, you, you all know this already, but the 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 gut bacteria. It, they operate and function more efficiently at different times of the day, mm-hmm. but they are not. They are go, being governed by their own their own system, not by us. And also, they move into different parts of the gut at different times. So at night, they're least active, and they they therefore determine. So there's this question of: Is the body clock also governed by our interaction with our gut, or you know, vice versa? But they've also found that a lot of people, the body clock gets thrown but the gut bacteria, particularly with your shift workers, because they tend to eat at irregular times. So they're then eating when the gut bacteria are are off clock. So they're saying, hey, here's a big meal, digest me, the body clock, the gut bacteria are going, I'm not in that mode. So you get, you know, dysregulation of of, uh, digestion, you get poor absorption. There's a whole host of leaky gut and all, and much of it is around exactly what you said of, of eating incorrect times and well, it's with so, the sun, right? So this whole thing is that we are really um, we actually don't have the control. We're influenced by the light and day, and we're influenced by bacteria a lot into what is our normal body clock, and then we are operating in Monday lives where our alarm clock then determines when to get yep. up and when there. So you can see why we generally, from a functional perspective, a lot of us are pretty screwed. Even if we don't have symptoms. And that's the thing. Well, yeah. Not, not well, that we're expressing we're ill. What is the symptom? Like, is it aging? Is it like we're a little bit more tired? It doesn't yeah. have to be a bloat. It doesn't have to be yeah, really yeah. poor skin. It doesn't have to be your hair or eyebrows falling out or um, just being weak or not able to lose weight. Like, what actually is the symptom? brain fog or someone just forgetting where they put their keys the things yeah, we kind I mean, of rub off as aging yeah yeah and all that just that that little indicator that that to get going in the morning i have to have my my caffeine hit yeah or i have my to take this to get myself well. to sleep you know there's a there's sleep aids and medications out there to 
to help people get to sleep are is a huge business and then you kind of tend to go well what what's going on for us to necessitate that every night someone needs to to well, the, uh, that, literally that, drug themselves to sleep or um you know is drugging themselves through you know alcohol every night or so that that they they that disrupts their sleep i had a patient years ago who was drinking um, casually, just would come home. Part of their rhythm it's a habit, was it? a yeah. habit was to have a bottle of wine every night. And we were just chatting, and he just made a comment on like, oh, you know, I'm just always really tired. You know, work so stressful. It must be working that. So we just, I just spoke of generally, not nothing pinpointing on the general lifestyle. So, so what's going on? And and um, he mentioned that he would come home and have a have, you know, as everyone does, have a glass of wine, and then have. Um, have uh, another one with a meal and then well there's only a little bit left so you'd finish it so he was doing that every night and then binge drinking on the weekend which is already binge drinking anyway yeah so um so we just changed that rhythm just just focus on alcohol and said well why are you doing it and he says well it's just habit so we just try to create a different habit around of winding down and coming home and he had no difference in the concept but he just changed alcohol out of it and his sleep, he said, his next thing was, I sleep so much better. I wake up in the morning fresh. And then he says, now I can cope with the work at stress at work. So he had got in the total and dysregulated cycle. And so one was, one was feeding off the other. So sometimes even just small little, little changes can make such a big thing. And then they feed into something else, which changes. So for him, that made a big difference. Just suddenly realizing, actually, I don't, I don't need that glass of wine. Um, it doesn't actually deliver, but it's actually creating a whole load of other issues. Well, this is looking deeper. Like that then comes back to like we talk about sleeping pills and stuff. That that then touches what we touched on last time with dopamine. If people are having supplementary melatonin, that lowers their baseline levels of dopamine, which then lowers their drive, which then lowers their energy and yeah. all that sort of thing. But also like how um, people are looking and I've been asked twice this week about allergy tests. Um, and having like intolerance tests, allergy tests, what can what one can I have which is cheap? Like well, there's not really any you can have which is cheap and actually going to be reliable. But we look for this medication to fix it, and um, we look for a supplement to have or whatever it is. But in reality, it's about loving ourselves and knowing that if we sleep at the same time, if we wake at the same time, the body gets into a rhythm. Like you look at a dog, the dog loves a rhythm. Like a routine, they get up. They want you to to go at the toilet straight away. Then you know that. So, like with your dogs, our, our dog, you don't need to know that it's um, about half past four in the afternoon because yeah. the dog's kind of panning at you, going like, "Come you on, go out. You got to feed me." Yeah, um, it's I, like that's time. My that's dog makes me laugh that, or both of them, that they know when it's Saturday because that's the night they get their bone. Like they, like literally, like they'll have their biscuits and then they'll go out to the toilet and then they'll go out just before bed, but. On a Saturday night, they sit there and stare at you. How do you know it's Saturday? They literally know that's the night they get a bone. And like, dogs up, love the rhythm. They'll, yeah. pick, they'll pick up a different rhythm of the day. Well, it'll be on, a different energy Saturday. because yeah. like, maybe it's because my wife's not working at the weekend. She's a bit more relaxed or something. But we'll treat our dogs with this same rhythm. You can't have your biscuits until the 7 o'clock. Yeah, or yeah, six yeah. o'clock or four thirty, as you say, you can't have your morning ones until eight or whatever it is, or no, you can't have them until you've been out for your walk. But we don't do that with ourselves. And then yeah. we'll see things like for the dogs, like you can't have chocolate because it's bad for you. But then we'll have. But I've given rubbish. you this treat because, especially made with all the good stuff for a dog. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I've often thought it, of that. But it's also easier to do that. Uh, and then when we get back to that intolerance test and things like that, it's also easier to have this test rather than one of the hardest things that I've seen from 15 years of working with people like all around the world is that loving themselves is one of the hardest things, especially when it comes to parents. And you'll know this more than myself. Uh, I'm not a parent yet, hopefully uh, in, the, in the near future. But we put the, the kids first and having your own routine that generally comes second. And, yeah, and uh, hugely, it's that, it's that unconditional love element. But we also, as parents, are big hypocrites because we'll say to kids, you can't have that, you know, eat your greens, eat this, because, you know, that's not good for you. And when the kids go to bed, to bed we, we go, yeah. you know, or we open up that to relax. So then we're like, now's my time. Yeah. So, um, and so, it, I yeah. think that just comes into awareness. And also, are you doing it as a habit? Do you actually need it? Chances are no. But also, like you said about the drinking side of things, are you actually binge drinking without, are you normalizing binge drinking? Binge yeah. drinking isn't going to the pub or, getting wasted every night. It is like a couple of glasses every night. And then at the weekend you have the bottle and then so on. Yeah. And also the, the big question is we always come back to is why. And, and a lot of times it does it deliver. So actually what you think of is I'll have a glass of wine because it helps me relax and I'll do this and that. So okay, does it deliver? Because actually you can, you find that you could do that, you could relax in another way without, so like going back to this patient, he ended up, his idea was like, what, well, who has drinks, you know, water when you're having a meal? And I was like, well, that's generally what we do. Yeah. And he was like, oh, like people actually do that? Because this concept, um, maybe through conditioning that was, you sit and you, you, you come home, you have a drink. And so he actually suddenly realized that there was a possibility and then he said, okay, I'll give that a go. And he was like, you know what? It, it, I'm not any more re relaxed or more stressed drinking water than having alcohol. So actually the alcohol wasn't, wasn't delivering. Exactly. But I notice in the morning I sleep better and I feel better. So actually, it's not that the water delivers. It's actually that the alcohol didn't deliver, but, it had, but actually gave me something else, a side effect. Well, again, in, I think in, I get the, the dopamine context. side of things with alcohol as well. It's like another thing to look into. It well, is. Yeah. And also the societal the norm that we have alcohol to chill out. It's a, yeah. it's a treat, it's a relax after a hard day. And that, that is actually, it's a depressant, not an anti, you know, it's, it, yeah. it results in more lower mood than, than elevated. And this, this is something like, as to touch on, like, I don't drink, I don't like the taste of alcohol. But if I did like the taste of alcohol, I would drink. I wouldn't not drink because of health or anything. It's not to say completely rule out alcohol, it's to say if there's something else going on, like, I mean, I tell people what they need to hear, not yeah. necessarily what they want to hear, um, because then they get to have alcohol in moderation and enjoy it if, and so on. But it does kind of trigger me when I see people say things just because that's what people want to hear. Yeah. Oh, you can so have I, anything you want to so eat, I just do, the calories. So I do drink, but I certainly, through the years, my relationship with alcohol is vastly different than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so I'm quite comfortable that alcohol has a place in, in my life, but it is a different place to what it was before. Um, yeah. There's, there's, no one's perfect, but um, it's, it's all trying to find that rhythm and that basis of, of what works best for you. Yeah, and that's where we talk about circadian rhythm. Um, if you're having problems with sleep or energy throughout the day, 
don't necessarily start with the food, don't necessarily have to start with the alcohol, but just think, are you going to sleep at the same time? Are you waking at the same time? And are you eating your meals at the same time? If not, try that before you then start drastically cutting calories, counting points yeah. if you're going to a um, weight loss club or like, unless you are actually binge drinking, then maybe you want to pull back on that a bit, but well, like, don't yeah. deprive yourself to those degrees sort out the routine and sort out the lifestyle degrees first and also acknowledge the stresses. Yeah, knowledge, and I think the big key thing is looking at the, exactly the word circadian rhythm and the key for me is rhythm. Yeah. You know, rhythm is something which is repeated and is at ease and it's in flow. So if, you're, if your body is out and you're not, not feeling 100%, look for where the rhythm has been, has been sabotaged. Where's, where's it out of rhythm? Exactly. Because it won't be one thing. But starting with one thing helps change it. Yeah, you can only start with one. Cool. Right, thanks guys for joining us. Um, we're uh, now heading out. We're not won any word of any football today, so that's good because we've got nothing or, to talk or, about. Or next time, because Spurs, Spurs is the next match. No, yeah, well, maybe next time we'll have. Well, at least you'll one have of three, us will have something. At least you'll to have talk three about. points at the weekend. Oh, not not guaranteed. Right, until it is next at time. The moment. <laughs> Till next time. See you then. Have a great day.